Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet, it's Tuesday! Yes, it's Tuesday, and our co-host today... Our special guest co-host is... Miss Jess Hilarious! Good morning, Jess Hilarious! What's going on? I'm glad y'all got this Baltimore girl up here today. Hey! I'm feeling good. You know I love you. I love you too. Don't play with me, y'all. Not too much. My goodness. How you feeling this morning? You looking like a billion bucks? Oh, you know, I'm just smelling like it too. You know how you smell that? You smell that? Yeah, I ain't smell like this last time. Still smell like Baltimore streets. You know what I'm saying? Smell a little different now. I feel good though. Money different? Definitely. Glow different? Life different? Yes. Okay. Period. How was your weekend? What you do this weekend? It was good. Actually, I'm just coming back from Aruba, uh, celebrating my birthday. Vacay. Happy belated. island. Yes. Nice. The craziest thing is, I didn't know that many people knew me over there. Now, this this could be me being completely humble, Mm -hmm. but um, 
I did not realize that they so many people knew me over there. Every restaurant I went to, every club and mm-hmm. stuff. And then when I went through customs, mm-hmm. like they just let me go. I could have had drugs and all that. And they was like, oh, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. You probably did have drugs. But it's called. <laughs> right, but I, no, allegedly. It's allegedly. Called, <laughs> but it's the World Wide Web. That's why it's called the World Wide Web, Jess. Love it. Love yes. it. Yeah. And you know, you know, Jess uh, got a radio background, though. Of course. Yeah. 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 You used to be on Ricky Smiley. Yep. For- I did Ricky Smiley for like a few months, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to. They let me get up later though. Y'all had me here at five. Y'all wasn't even here. What time, Jess? What time, Mom? Did you five. Get what, time, what time did you get here? I was here early. You at what yeah. time? I walked I got in here at five. five. You didn't walk in no five. All right, you're right. Five twenty-eight. <laughs> All right, you're right. You're right. All right. <laughs> what time, Ricky Smiley? Them sto- shows start. They let me come at six. Oh no. Uh, yeah, at six. The That's show starts at six. The show starts at yeah. six. Yeah. Y'all ain't have to probe everybody knows holes where we good. <laughs> nah, those days are over. <laughs> Yeah, they said you coming from Baltimore, baby. Oh, nah. so all kind of, all they, kind of stuff. They just there. wanted to put something in you then. Because yeah. that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. No, nah, nah, they, they do it every morning. They do it for everybody. Everybody that comes up here, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe if you got here at five, you would know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Too early. <laughs> all right. Well, Erica Badu will be joining us this morning. Hey. Ooh. We're going to kick it with Erica Badu. The queen, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. She got a uh, new weed lineup. Strain, strain of weed. And yep. shrooms, too. Mm. And shrooms, yeah. Courtesy of cookies. And shrooms with, yeah. with, uh, with Burner, Burner, right? Yep. 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 So we're going to be talking to her. And then we got front page news. We'll tell you about NBA also. I was actually out in Utah. We'll give you some updates. And your president will tell you where he was yesterday. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co host, Jess Hilarious, joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. I am. And let's get in some front page news. Now, over the weekend, NBA All-Star out in Utah. All right. Now, it wasn't too packed out there. It wasn't too many people out there. Um, I didn't see too many black people on my plane either. It was like, mm. not well, at all. Because well, All-Star is usually Utah. All-Star, but it wasn't like that at all. It's also Utah, one of the whitest places in America. That yeah. is true. So regardless of how many Negroes they try to put in Utah for the weekend, I'm sure the white people still are. It was still more of them. Yes. Now, uh, the Greek freak uh, beat LeBron 184-175 in the All-Star game. Jason Tatum had 55 points. He got the MVP as well. Congratulations to him. Now, in the slam dunk contest, Mac McClung. I know you probably don't know that name. He's a G League player that just got signed, I think, a week ago on the 76ers. So he was part of that competition. So he won. He killed it, too, by far. No, he did his thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I still, I still agree with Stephen A. Smith's uh, idea to bring in a bunch of dudes from the street to be in the slam dunk contest, though. Mm. Because none of the superstars want to participate in the slam dunk contest. And it's not like the uh, the dunks are that amazing. Right. But them dudes in the street be like doing some NBA jams type type stuff. Y'all remember NBA jams? They do. Yeah, oh, that's before y'all time. Yep. And yeah, now, that's before my time. Y'all old. Shut up, Justin. <laughs> now, Damian Lillard won the three-point contest, so mm-hmm. congratulations to him. Now, your president, uh, Joe Biden, he was uh, did a surprise visit in Ukraine. Now, this is uh, the first time since the war began, and people are saying it's not a good thing. You got any audio there? No? No. What are your thoughts on that, him, him actually visiting? They're saying this could actually spark World War Three. the fact that he's over there, the fact that he's supporting, and the fact that he said he's going to be sending uh, more money, more assistance, more equipment, more artillery, and more ammunition over there to help them out. I mean, the visit is no different than, um, you know, uh, them, them spending unlimited money on Ukraine. It seems like uh, Ukraine got a blank check when it comes to American money. Mm-hmm. It's no different than them uh, providing weapons and resources to Ukraine. So clearly Russia knew what side America was on. Yeah, so they're saying that uh, they feel like China's really going to help Russia and this is going to create World War Three. Now, also, Kim Yo-jung. Hmm? 
I said folks need to dig a little deeper into the relationship between President Biden and Ukraine because Ukraine getting all the money. It's like they got a an unlimited budget, and he's mm -hmm. tri he's tricking on Ukraine like they got a secret child together. You know how you married and then you got a, a, a chick in another city um, or another state? No, I don't know. So you, of course, you know people who've you know you been in that situation. I don't know. Okay? You know people who've been in that don't, situation. Don't put me there. But they will dump all their money into their uh, other family just to keep that one on the hush. That's what this, this feels like. Well, Kim Yo-Jung uh, from North Korea says that if the pretty much if the U.S. keeps playing, they're going to turn uh, the Pacific Ocean into, like a, I guess, a battlefield. So they're saying, play if you want. We ready for war. We ready for action. All right. All right, let's do it. All what right. you mean, let's do it? <laughs> I ain't fighting. I'm fighting. Yeah, I'm not with you. <laughs> what you talking about? Let's do it. Let's do it, no. Jess. No, yo, let's just do it. They're they pushing us now. They're pushing us. Baltimore people always ready to fight. <laughs> yo. Even when the fight ain't there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's do it. No. <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> All right. And that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Let me know how your three-day weekend was. Let me know what you did. If you had a great weekend, if it sucked, if you want to holler at Jess Hilarious, whatever it may be, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, good morning. It's Dre. Dre, what up? Get it off your chest. Uh, man, first of all, good morning to everybody. Charlamagne, Envy. That's hilarious. Hey, hey I just want to tell her, yo, you fine as hell. Chocolate gorgeous. Between you, you funny as hell. You crazy. We you. love you. Thank um, you so much. I just want to say, uh, as far as what y'all talking about, uh, China said, back off. Uh, what, what the hell are we going to do? Because don't they got some, uh, like, better s***? <laughs> 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 I mean, they got, a, they got a formidable military. I mean, everybody got nuclear weapons, but I don't think nobody going to go to nuke route. All right. Nah, they're not gonna do the new crowd. I, I if, if we do the new crowd, it's all over. We all, it's all over. Everybody gone. But they was testing them though already. What the nukes? Yeah. No, you can't test no nukes. They was they might, you can't test. They nukes. were testing the nukes Under without the, the nukes on it. They were t testing the, mil the the missiles, but you know they put the nuke on the head. Pause. Pause. All I know is don't nobody want to play the new game. You play the new game, everybody gone within an hour. Yo, resume. Yo, they was under the water with it. What, the nukes? Yeah, wasn't they just testing it out, like, in the water? I don't know. All right. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I like to say I'm a black Umar Johnson from Long Beach, California. I love black love. What I want you brothers to do out there is stay with you a black woman. A black woman is a precious thing on earth. And if you date outside that, I don't think nothing light, bright, or white. Only dark skin. My sister is or Arkansas and I met her we've been together for 15 years and all I want to say is go in the store brothers make sure your kids look like you and your wife black instead of going in there looking like any other and you won't know what they are so keep it black keep I, it black and that's I all agree I with you me and keep Doc black because when you go in that store and they don't know what your kid identify as they gonna look at them as other but when you date with your stay with your black woman they gonna know your kids are black when they go in that supermarket or they go in that mall. So keep it black on black. My girlfriend is black, African. He looks like the African from our forefathers where we came from. And everybody see us black. They know us. I'm keep a, it black, I, brothers. 
Doctor Umar Moses. Yeah, all right. Why he just said Charlemagne? You, you, so you keep telling people I'm Dominican. I'm not Dominican. People starting to believe I'm Dominican. I'm black. What are you? I'm yeah. black for real. <laughs> He's other. Yeah, I'm black. Like, look a little other. I'm black, black. Yeah. Like you know what? Forget y'all. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, man. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Talking loud a little bit. You got us on Bluetooth for a speaker, bro? Nah, nah. I'm in the I'm in the garbage truck, man. Just hilarious. What's up? Hi, baby. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm just good. you looking sexy on the gram. I'm not gonna lie. Ah, uh, thank you. You must be getting whipped <laughs> up yourself in the barbershop. What you doing? <laughs> no, no, I'm at work right now. I'm driving a garbage truck. Oh, oh. Yeah, you driving a garbage truck. He's, he's okay. sanitation. Yeah, my I'm name is Sean Stone. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm up early in the morning getting that, to that bag. You know what I mean? Oh, you getting to that bag. I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And well, I want Yeah, I like the benefit, Charlamagne. You already know. I want to talk about uh, Booty uh, calling out T.I., man, for snitching, man. You know what I mean? I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy that Boosie stand up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though I don't really care, but it's what it is. It, what it is. You know? We gonna talk about <laughs> that. About it. Sure. You don't really care, but yeah. you happy to stand up. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, because Boosie has said something about Terrence Cancer William on the uh, YouTube, so I'm just happy that he finally spoke up. Because, you know what I mean? It is what it is, but I don't really care because I'm not in the street. But, so. but, but that's, that's how I feel about all them rappers. Like, why do these rappers that are getting legal money through rap, they doing movies, all kind of stuff, mm-hmm. why are they still living by street rules? Why do you right. have to, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the boosting T.I. thing is crazy, right? Because T.I. said his cousin was dead. So, you know, he told on his cousin to die. Is that mm-hmm. really snitching? Mm-hmm. He said he spoke to his cousin, his cousin told him, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel honestly like it ain't even true. <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> be saying stuff. Cause that's true too, though. Like, yeah, because everybody got a podcast, and yeah. it ain't easy to get on them podcasts and, and, and come and up with content different stuff. Every, every yes. man, listen. So I know people just be saying stuff. Okay, so you yeah, just be yeah. making up stuff on your podcast no, too? Not carefully me. Reckless, no, just? no, no. Carefully reckless. I help people. I do just fix my mess. People be sending me all types of stuff they going through, that's and true. I be helping them. Okay. Yeah, I don't be making up stuff. I ain't, you know, I don't talk to dead people about stuff. <laughs> get, it, get it off your chest 800-585-1051 If you need to vent Hit us up now And Jess Hilarious She's our co-host She's here It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club Hey girlfriends It's me Carol Fisher I'm so excited To tell you about The brand new series Of The Girlfriends In season one We told you about The murder of Gail Katz At the hands of My ex-boyfriend Bob At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, just Cash Dollar. Cash Dollar, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just wanted to hit on with the president. It's crazy because they rolled out the red carpet when they came to New York. But they got people sleeping on the streets in New York, and they can't even get a place to stay sometimes. So for us to keep giving our money across broad, no matter what's going on, our people needed it first. Now, people will get mad because I'm going to say this, 
But if it was Trump, it would have been a different story. And I feel like because it's Biden, a lot of people is quiet on it and not enough people are speaking up. Good morning, Charlemagne. I agree with you, bro, on the fact that um, I feel like Biden, they Biden. had something on his son and he, he, he kind of like, he kind of like asked him to cover it up for him. If you remember, they had um, Trump trying to investigate his son in Ukraine, and the president told Russian president, "I ain't doing it." So I feel like it's something there, and maybe you hitting on something, bro. Good I'm morning, y'all. You. Have a blessed day. Peace, King. Thank you. Yeah, they definitely need to dig deeper uh, into the relationship between the Bidens and Ukraine because it don't make no sense. The money that we're dumping into Ukraine, Ukraine, not even a NATO ter- not even a NATO territory, bro. Hello, who's this? This baby out of Pompano, man. Ain't nothing but good vibes over here. I'm blessed to get through the day. I want to tell y'all doing a great job. Y'all, y'all keep it positive for me every morning. Thank you, brother. How was your weekend? What you do this weekend? You said you wanted to share something about your weekend. Uh, all I wanted to share was it was a great weekend, man. You know, spending time with the family is important. It um, gives you good mental health. Thanks to Charlie May and I read his book, man. Um, tell him thank you and DJ Envy, you're the man, man. I got a car in the making. Whenever you bring your car show to Florida, man, I'm going to bring you through. All right, we coming to Florida, I think, in uh, October. We're doing it the same weekend as 50s uh, Tycoon Weekend. So uh, just stay tuned for the dates. I'm not sure the exact date, though. All right, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Jess Hilaris is our co-host. And we got rumors on the way, now, Jess. I, now, we doing rumor report or Jess with the mess? What we doing? Like, a little bit of both. Okay. This the first This the first rumor report Report with Jess Hilaris. So All give right. us a little tease. What we talking about? Master P wants law introduced that stops his former artists from complaining about him. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> what? Not freedom of speech. But I do know a couple of other brothers that would want that law introduced, too. Okay. But not you, Master P. Because <laughs> everything they said you did, you did. God damn, <laughs> damn. Jess. Jess is here. Yeah. And we got Jess with the mess up next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Years after me, why is you talking about me? Why are we still? Like, I, I forgot. Like, yeah, and so if you look at it, right, who y'all know in this business allow people to go sign with other companies but they never talk about those other companies after they moved on. They still talking about me. Yeah. And and another thing is But it should be a law. After seven years, you shouldn't be allowed to go on no podcast <laughs> and talk about nobody. Think about it. It's a statute of limitation. <laughs> if if you ain't been around that person in over seven years, yes. please you, you don't even deserve to talk about them. I don't care if it was seven years, eleven years. You don't. If you did something I'm to me you. and I have something to say, I'ma say it. That's just what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you're not the only one out here being talked about. We got we got Diddy. People still talking about Diddy. We got right. people talking about Mace because what happened to him? They talked about Jay. He's now Jay. Mm-hmm. So many people. So you're not the only person. And basically, it all boils down to this. Fat Trail said that he was promised. By Master P, that he would be put in a Minister Society sequel that never came to fruition. How can Master P do a Minister Society sequel? He never even did the first one or the second one. Now, Master P said he never mentioned making a Minister Society sequel. He wanted to make a movie like Minister Minister Society. Okay, that makes sense. And he wanted Gucci Man to be in it, but Gucci was getting locked up all the time. Mm -hmm. But. So so he just was like he put the idea to rest, but Fat Trail was like, "Yo, you still promised me to be in this movie or whatever." And so he was like, "I don't want to be with you no more." Now, I see both sides. Um, Fat Trail, I get it. He like, look, yo, he, that was like a bit of a temper tantrum to me a mm-hmm. little bit, but I do believe him. I do believe that Master because that 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 man will talk a good game too. Like even with me, I got the hookup. 
I'm still owed some bread for that. I'm not gonna you lie. Still to you like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You know, did he pay you at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first scene, mm-hmm. and then um, I, I did two scenes. He mm-hmm. thought because he used one scene, he ain't got paid for the second one. No, I stayed there you did for two thirteen scenes. hours to do two scenes. How much you owe you? But that's not how it works. So I thought you get paid for a movie. Don't you get paid for the whole no, movie? No, I do my scene when it's come to a skit movie like that. Is <laughs> what you know? You know, I got hooked up. Was a long skit. It was a skit. It was a bunch of skits. How much you owe you? I like to charge fifty. 15,000 per skit. That was a long time ago, though. So your, then, your number done went up since then. Man, though. it ain't been seven years, so I can still talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I can still talk about this. I don't care. As soon as you give me the check, we'll be good, man. Oh, Jeez. so you was charging him per skit for the movie? Yeah, well, actually, did, did he know scene. that? Yeah, he knew. What you talking about? Oh. He signed on it. What you talking about? We we signed back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So he owe you 15 racks? Yeah, I, I try. I hit Romeo. I hit everybody. <laughs> you know? But they got their own problems, so it's a lot going on, you know? So, so I'm going to wait till it die down again. But Fat Trail, I, I get where you're coming from. Okay. I get what I get what both sides coming from, too. But I think yeah. one thing that executives don't ever talk about enough is how much they put into the artist. Like, artists right. are always talking yeah. about how much they're owed, but how yeah. much did that person spend on you? Now, I don't know if he spent any money on Trout, right. but I'm just right. talking about in general. Yeah. Executives spend money on artists, and yeah. they be wanting their money back. But it's two sides of the coin. If, if an artist is signed and he feels the way, he should be able to say what he wants to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. You see it all the time. That's what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. I didn't even know that he belonged to him. I didn't, I never knew that it was... He belonged that, to yeah, him. I didn't know He was that, signed to him, yeah. That he, that he was signed to him or whatever, but it is what it is. I yep. hope you, you get your, your debut in the... The, the Minister Society, and I hope I get my money, Trail. Well, y'all doing Master P dirty this year. They, they, right. It's a list of people that <laughs> saying Master P owe them money this year. Hey, P? Is it P year? <laughs> it's a line. For real, seven and, and seven years. Jess, whatever. Trail, Romeo, who else? All right, yo, shut up. Romeo <laughs> owe Romeo no money, yo. Hey, Romeo was upset about that. The money? Yeah. Oh, wow. You remember Romeo said he was he was upset about that? They made up now, but Romeo, at, at around Christmas time, he was upset about a certain Yeah, thing. I remember he was upset about something. I didn't know if it was about money, but see, you, even mm-hmm. owe, you owe your kids, man. Well, salute to Master P. Yeah, shout salute to him. him. Yeah. Shout out no, to Master no, P. No limit. Ain't no limit. Nah, he's done a lot for the coaches. Shout to Master P. Man, listen, Gabrielle Union reveals who she'd want to play her in a biopic. All right, <laughs> this is funny to me. Gabrielle Union says that she'd want Ryan Destiny or Coco Jones to play her in a biopic as the younger her. I think that's good. Coco okay. Jones, Ryan Destiny, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I okay. think even Normani could could have been thrown up in there. Um, if the story were to take place at an older age, she'd want Ashanti or Janet Jackson. First of all, <laughs> I, I thought y'all could have cut the music right here. Cut the music. Even that is a little... What Ashanti got to do with this? <laughs> like, what, 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 what does she have to do with this? Yeah, I don't this? see the Ashanti Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union thing. And mm-hmm. then you mean you could play Janet Jackson? No, Janet Jackson could play her. She why? Said. Why would? Yeah, that's what she said. But why would you say that? What are y'all smoking in that house, girl? No, mm-hmm. why? Why would you do that? First of all, why wouldn't? <laughs> why would? Why would Janet Jackson play Gabrielle Union? And then what do you do? Like what do you be doing? To, no, 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 no. Listen, no. Listen, I love me some Gabby. I can see I Gabrielle playing Janet. I, I can see. Yeah, I yeah, ain't gonna I get what hold you're saying. you. I'm not gonna hold you. What? What the hell did you do for somebody to be playing you? And why do we need this biopic right now? And technically, Gabrielle Union still looks so good after all these That's years. She I'm can play saying. herself. That's what I'm saying. Like, girl, what? You yeah. don't even need nobody to no. play you. But what would you do in the movie? Usually, like, she wasn't on no drugs. She ain't never lived in the projects. 
Um, you know, well, what I, don't know I don't know Gabby, Gabrielle I, I, story. I, I don't, don't know her story. Nah, no. nah, I'm telling you what it is right now. Y'all got to listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, you and, know. Then, well, and then her little cousin is Sweetie. Sweetie could have played her. You know, they both cool. They both, you know, don't really be doing nothing like that. Gabrielle they, looks so good. She could play herself from 20 to now. Well, how old is she now? She's like 40 something, right? Yeah. She, could, yeah. she could literally play herself from 20 to 40 something. Looks That's how good amazing. she looks. Or Zaya Wade could, pay, could play her. The younger her. You stupid. I think not, that's... A, I, you stupid. Listen, I'm, ju- I'm jumping out. Because we're trying to... Because what we're trying to do is give everybody... What we're trying to do is give everybody a chance it's to that's to act. Inclusivity. And I think with Gabrielle... Gabrielle Union was my mother, baby. I'm going to be in movies. So I think her daughter I should play what, her. I see what you're saying. Yes. You're making me cry this I think morning. that's amazing. I see amazing. what you're saying. Okay. I'm with y'all. Huh. I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I, I think it would be amazing. Okay. And then, and then D Wade could play the older her side. <laughs> see, see, like, no, they're my peoples. I love them. All right, cool. So Whatever. <laughs> Why are you so stupid? All right. That is just with the mess, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we got front page news. Biden, he makes a surprise visit to Ukraine. We'll give you some updates. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Just with the mess is here. I love Gabrielle. Oh, just hilarious. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy we are, The Breakfast Club. We got our co-host, Jess Hilarious, joining us this morning. Well, she got a big ass. What? Yeah, Judge Judy. I was, I was asking. What? She asked me. I, that was random. We were talking behind the scenes. <laughs> Jess asked me, did I ever see Judge Judy in real life? I said, nah. And he was like, she was like, rumor is she got a big ass. For real? Just Judy, just Judy? Yo, I ain't even think that you was going to say that on here like that. Yeah. You about to make me Google. <laughs> I want to see Judy. Yeah, just yeah, Judy. she fat. Judy, like, just Judy right? got the big booty? Yeah, she fat. Big booty in. Judy? That's what they said. That's what they said. Right. I ain't yeah. never heard that one. But let's For get in some front page news. Now, Brittany Griner, she re-signed with the Phoenix Mercury for a one-year deal, so she's going to be playing basketball this season. Okay. And also, Russell Westbrook, uh, he's signing with the Clippers, so he still will be in L.A., so he'll still be playing basketball in L.A. Now, um, Biden was over in Ukraine. This was a surprise visit. Uh, we talked about it earlier today, but uh, he's standing with Ukraine. He's giving them more money, more resources, more military equipment, and more ammunition. Mm. As you know, Mr. President, I said to you in the beginning, he's counting on us not sticking together. He was counting on the inability to keep NATO united. He was counting on us not to be able to bring in others on the side of Ukraine. He thought he could outlast us. I don't think he's thinking that right now. God knows what he's thinking, but I don't think he's thinking that. President Biden and his relationship with Ukraine needs to be investigated. People need to dig a little deeper, you know what I mean, to see what's going on between President Biden and Ukraine because it is no way that they're getting all this money and all these resources and all this help and they're not even part of NATO. Like I, like I said earlier, he's tricking on Ukraine like they got a secret child together or something. <laughs> like, he, like like Ukraine is his, his his mistress on the side <laughs> and he's trying to keep her happy. Like something not right mm-hmm. with that situation. Now, uh, Grant Cardone says he uses street slang to reach black people. Now, if you don't know who Grant Cardone, he's uh, has a bunch of companies worth over a billion dollars and he runs around do- doing seminars called the 10 times and he gets different uh, people to perform at his seminar times to, I think, attract uh, a lot of African-American people. And he charges them a lot of money for the speaking and the conversation. And this is what he said about black people. 
if I'm out in public and I see a 55-year-old white man or a 25-year-old black kid, the black kid knows who I am. Now, the reason is because we go after that audience and we're talking to them in very um, street terms, if you will, very not big nomenclature, vocabularies, Mm -hmm. you know, we just keep everything very tight and simple. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? We keep yeah. everything tight and simple? Yeah, he basically says he uses uh, street terms when he's trying to uh, get black people to sign up with his uh, seminars and, and the things that he's doing. But when it comes to other people, he speaks regular. He's yeah. basically saying he, dumbed down, he dumbs down for his audience is right. what he's trying to say, as if uh, the black audience is dumb. Right. Yeah. Do we have any examples of what he says? No, I wish black people. No, you you want you want to think of some what what he would say? No, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. When I see him, I would love to. You would love to go back at him. See if mm-hmm. if he would dumb it down too much for me. What? Yeah, what? I don't listen to Grant Cardone. I prefer what to listen to people that? like uh, John Hope Bryant. Correct. Yeah, exclusive to John Hope Bryant. You know, okay. that's that's somebody that y'all should uh, be listening to. But it's a lot mm. of people out here getting rich by telling folks, you know, how they can get rich. Right. And that's literally all they got. I guess people mm. listen to Grant Cardone because he actually does have. You know businesses and stuff like that. He does have a, he has a lot of businesses, but he makes uh, I believe a majority of his money by these seminars and these right. these things that he's doing. And, and you guys give him thousands and thousands and right. thousands of dollars to be part of it mm-hmm. because it's all shiny and glitz. But as Charlemagne says, sometimes uh, what do you say? White ice ain't colder at times. White ice ain't colder. Yeah, and and yeah. and you guys follow Grant Cardone and you spend all this money, but you see how he looks at you. He see you see yeah. how he thinks of you. He looks at you as a check. He looks at you as green. So you continue to follow that man if you want. Well, he ain't trying to help your community. He's just trying to make millions and billions of dollars off. Yep. And that's why I like people like John O'Brien. Because John O'Brien, you know, uh, a, a person like John O'Brien connects with black people because he's a black person. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He don't have to dumb down his language or anything to yeah. speak to us. And to your point, he pours into our community mm-hmm. in a real way. He's not just, you know, getting rich by telling folks how they can get rich. He's an actual businessman who puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to his community. So, mm-hmm. salute to John O'Brien. Shout out to John O'Brien. That's, that's, that's who podcast we need. Yes, and that, and that was the, the, another reason why Season myself went around trying to teach our community how to invest in real estate and do it that way. We weren't charging thousands of dollars. It was right. $99, and we brought everybody to you. We brought credit repair, uh, hard money lenders, regular lenders, anybody we could bring. We brought auction.com, HubZoo, so mm. people could learn how to invest, not just tell you, because telling me means nothing. You're just trying right. to make money off of, of how I feel, but right. no, show me. Show me how to do right. it. And that's what we've been trying to do. So, and yeah. salute to Caesar, man. Because Caesar, you know, not only did he, you know, uh, take that money and invest in houses, he invested in himself yeah, and he renovated did. his own body. He, he did. He, and he, BBL worked wonders for Caesar. You man. know what? BBL. You know what? What? Relax. <laughs> Relax. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, they found the first Roman dildo. Yes, the where? first is 200,000 years old. She's talking about where? She's talking about I want it. <laughs> yeah. I want to try it. Not me. I was speaking for Jeff. <laughs> you want to try it? Okay. It's uh, it's a tool that uh, they use. It's, it's a Roman-sized dildo. Here, this would look like. Oh it doesn't, God, it doesn't yeah. look comfortable. Oh, my God. No, take that back. You want to see? What? Me? That's the, like a barbarian dildo. Yeah, that's a club. That's some clubs that the cavemen used to carry. Yes. Yeah, that ain't no. Huh? But it was used for something else besides just that. Well, back then, humans probably was larger. You know what I mean? That's why it's so but big. But the hole was always small. Maybe, I, we know, not if you large. 
I think if you buy I know some large people With some small holes It's not really about <laughs> What the, are we talking about I'm sorry Go ahead Go ahead, My, Go ahead. Roman dildos Go yeah. ahead That is your uh, Your front page news <laughs> Jesus Now when we come back Erica Badu will be joining us The queen The Woo. myth The legend Yes So we're gonna get into that When we come back She's got a move. new uh, She's got a new Strain Strain of marijuana Canada Out strain. and some shrooms mm-hmm. uh, yes. All with burner Yep So mm-hmm. we gonna talk to her When we come back So don't move It's the breakfast club Good morning The breakfast club on the road so I carry each production with me so if you see me and I have all that stuff it's for a reason I, right? I seen you pulled up and it was like uh, Erica Badu's truck is here the, uh, the, the car is here I was like alright let me go out and meet her and when it opened it was just bags <laughs> I was back. in one of the bags he was in one of the bags <laughs> she, told, she told us she the bag lady, <laughs> bag lady. Nah, she was in the, in the next one I was like goodness gracious a lot of bags how no it, cap how did it feel after 25 years though has it felt like 25 years in this game Kinda. I I just I don't really have a great conception of time as you all know. Mm. Uh kinda sorta. I, I could say now I'm gonna be fifty two on my birthday. Whoa. So I wow. could say that I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I could thank you. I know I look like a child. Yes, you do. <laughs> I didn't realize how much you know, you see the pictures of you and Puma, but when y'all see I'm like, y'all could be sisters. We could be. But yeah, I don't know. But at 52 now, I see how fast it went. Mm. And when you get to be like 52, we were past middle age because what what do we live to? 80, 80. 90? Mm-hmm. We were middle age at 40. Mm-hmm. So when you get to about 52, it's kind of like it didn't really go that fast. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to really waste time on the things that you had to because you don't have to anymore. So it should be smooth sailing from here. Yes. Yeah, you know, you know who's a f- boy and a f- girl. <laughs> you kind of like play the cards like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think about your music, and I feel like you've been prophesying so many things that we are currently witnessing. Do you ever look around sometime and say, I knew it? I was right all along. Yeah, I knew. That's why I said it. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you drinking? This is apple juice and water. And the herbs I drink every day. Mm-hmm. Bladderwrack, sea moss, astragalus root, and omega-3s with a little bit of magnesium. And what's that good for? Your immune system? It's every, good for everything. Everything? Yeah, I'm trying to hit all of the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I also have some bad habits. So this is how I balance it. What's your bad habits? I like can't what? really tell everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eating habits, bad habits? I got my stomach growling. I heard growling. stomach growling. Yeah, concrete. <laughs> How long you been fasting? <laughs> Jesus. Three days? I can tell that wasn't no regular stomach ground. <laughs> it just wants to be a part of the interview. Yeah. It's like you lying ass, not what we did. Now yeah. how often do you fast or uh, detox if you do? Every Friday. Every Friday? Yeah. So Friday to Monday you fast? No. Just every Friday. Friday twelve to twelve noon midnight to six PM. Why Friday? I just picked a day, mm-hmm. you know, that I thought I could remember and handle, and I've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What gives you the most purpose nowadays? Is it music? Is it performing? Is it being a doula? Is it being a mom? Like, what is it? Loving myself in a different way. Mm. You know, I like my alone time because I've I've spent so much time with everyone, children, you know, and. And relationships and things. I'm enjoying my my time right now. What do you, What do you do by yourself? Is it meditation? Is it 
watching boy television? Like, what what does what how do enjoy yourself? Television? Reality TV and stuff like that. Like, oh, what do you do? Okay, then? I rest. And I walk around the house and I make things, and I look in the mirror, and I get in my sauna, and I braid my hair. Yeah, I just do things, me things, you know, so I can be me. Mm-hmm. You know. What is it about the sauna? They tell you that you you enjoy the sauna numerous times a day. What is it about the sauna that I do all day? Uh, that heat really um, warms up the organs and the cells and the toxins, as you know, you know, come out in the in the sweat and mm-hmm. then go right into the shower, go back. You know, it's just a detox. You're detoxing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've always shown like so much confidence, so much poise, so much strength, and I, I love when you say you. you Did you look, say strength? I'm you know I'm from the south, oh, South Carolina. Okay, but you, you talk about looking in the mirror. Has there ever been a time ever where you looked in the mirror and didn't like what you saw? If I did something that was not, not good, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm hard on myself. So even if I think something about somebody that ain't cool, I'd be feeling guilty. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I have. You know, looking like that's not cool. Either. You said if you think about something negative about somebody, you feel guilty. Uh, yeah, I, I think they can probably feel that at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, energy is transferable. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, we got more with Erica Badu when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Our guest host Jess Hilarious is here. We're still kicking it with Erica Badu. And what when people reach out to you to be a doula? How do you decide if you're going to do it or not? Is that based off of energy, based off if you know somebody? How, how do you decide yeah. that? Because I'm it's, sure a lot of people reach out. It's, you know, knowing people and, and you know, meeting somebody. You said it exactly right. It's the energy of conversation and what's going on. When, uh, when it comes to being a doula, how hands-on are you? Because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it might be in a different state, a different area, different zones. So how yeah. do you... So my doula services start from the... The beginning of the pregnancy, you know, maybe the third month, and we go through a nutrition plan, meditation. If there's something that needs to be smoothed out in the relationship, if they want to share that, we do that. The fathers are also pregnant, so I talk to them and a little counsel, and we, you know, build altars together or whatever it is that the person needs. And we build a birthing plan, we start the exercise regimen. Just whatever we need to do to clear out the way for those babies. Mm Because my contract is really with the babies. Mm. For them to come through and the parents be in harmony and the room be the way that the parents want it to be. Just Mm -hmm. everything. It's a really important ceremony. So maybe one of the biggest rituals, you know, that we'll have Mm -hmm. besides going the other direction. I do that too. It's a doula. What's the the other direction? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know they had deaf doula. Yeah. What did, what did that consist of? Same thing. You are, especially during the hospice gotcha. period, gotcha, gotcha. you are gathering family members that they haven't seen. You are making sure that they are happy eating or drinking or reading their favorite things, listening to Richard Pryor, whatever it is they want to do, mm-hmm. praying, depending on what they believe. and Because no one knows really where these beings came from or where they're going. Mm-hmm. But it's important to me that the breaths are easy 
during the transition. Mm. The breathing easy, the room is easy, you know, so that you can be prepared for the next day. Mm. Mm. Well, when you said the, the daddy's pregnant, what does that mean? Like, there's an invisible umbilical cord connection that that I find generally between the the, the wife and the husband or the mates. He gains weight. He gets moody. He starts to change. He starts to crave other things. Could be other women. Could be freedom. It's just everything changes. So everybody's going through this process. And I find it uh, comforting to have someone that understands what you're going through to help you make the right decisions during that period as a man. Mm. When, you, when you do the, the doulas for the transition, what, what kind of energy is exchanged in the room, you think, between you and that person? Uh, if any. A lot, maybe. Usually, I'm trying to be like water, like like Bruce Lee says. You know, once I get everything the way it should be, I'm in a corner, like waiting to see what the next thing is. And sometimes I'm at the forefront when the um, person doesn't really have a lot of family. We're reading, we're reading, we're watching their favorite show. We're watching Steve Harvey. We're laughing. We're massaging the feet. You know, Combing the hair, braiding the hair. Sometimes brushing the teeth if they can't do that. Mm. Sometimes you get to a point where you can't swallow. So I'm take, walking them through a breathing ritual that makes it more comfortable for them. You know. How difficult is that for you? Um, not very difficult for me. And that's why I decided to be the welcoming committee and the ushering committee. Because the first time I did it was with... Uh, Stickman's first child, him and his mate Afia. I was I was just friends with them, and I happened to be at her birth, and that's when I kind of knew, okay, because I had just had seven a year before, and I just kind of knew I could I can do this. This mm-hmm. is something, you know. And I'm always looking for to be of service in some kind of way. So that's when I started studying and taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah channeling information and things like that. I feel like you've been doing that. Like, like you, that's why I was even talking about your music when I said the thing about how you've always been prophesying things. Channeling. Yeah, yeah channeling. Downloads. Yeah. That's how most things come to me. Did that, did that hinder you when you was younger? Because I'm sure that you saw things other people yeah. didn't see. Yeah, definitely. You know, the energy is so great sometimes in numbers when people don't really understand it. Or could be intimidated by you or any of those things envious mm-hmm. of you even um, sometimes the energy is too big when it's a lot of people mm-hmm. I can handle one or two but when it's a lot maybe the energy gets a little big so as a child it made me dim my light or pretend that I was like everybody else mm. you know to make it easier for me yeah. when, when did you start sharing your gifts? Uh, I always did, but around groups of people, it's easier to just kind of blend in a little mm-hmm. bit. And I don't find that a bad thing to do, especially if you're aware. Of, you know. Importance of family. I, you know, one thing, dealing with all these artists and meeting all these artists, yeah. you see who's close with their family, and then you see who's really close with their family, right? Right. And I've seen you around your sister, your, your daughter, your mother, your, your whole family. Yeah. How important is that? Because you seem like you have them around a lot. That's what I do it for. I do all this for them. I don't really need nothing. I just like collecting, you know. 
it's for them, you know, and they would do it for me, each of them, you know. So we all travel together. We've been all working together for the last 26 years. My grandmothers were my accountant and publicist. Uh, oh, wow. At a point, mm -hmm. they passed on now. Um, my mom was the governess of my house, the caregiver for my children. My sister sang back up with me for 10 years, and now she is my partner, my company. Mm -hmm. uh, my best friend out there called Chris, we've been friends since we were in high school. Um, he is my partner in my merch company. Um, yeah, it's just so big, Mike. You know, we just, I keep the same people because it's easy. You know, we trust each other. And they look out for me. Mm hmm if I'm doing some it's good to have like a ass <laughs> checker and your family <laughs> your family's not scared of you really. right, you, yeah. know, you know so who's the ass check out of, out of everybody you name my mama yeah she'll quickly no that's not it do you listen when she usually does or take some time sometimes it's sometimes some pushback depends on you know if I haven't got it yet mm -hmm. what she's saying she's usually always right I love I love the quote about your mom. My mother was an improvement on on her mother's design, design right? So I'm sure Puma is an improvement on yeah her mother's design as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, what I see in a lot of parents mother daughter relationships is the mother doesn't realize that mm -hmm. you still have the opportunity to you're still growing. It's not over for you if you have a, a daughter. You still have to keep going, you know, and the things that. You know, you didn't learn before. You will get to learn them through your kid. Mm -hmm. And that's why I see it going. You know, sometimes when you don't know that, it makes it difficult for both people. Because when the roles aren't really um, played um, to the best that they can be played, then that's when conflict arises to me. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Erica Badu. When we come back, let's get into a mini mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Erica Badu? Mini Mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We got Jess Hilaris, our guest host here. You got your own line of cannabis. Yes. Coming out with Burner. Yes. How did you and Burner hook up, and, and, and how did that come about? I believe Burner reached out years ago, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't ready to to do that yet. But um, we reached, he reached back out, and um, I said, I think it's cool. It's time to do that. And and um, noticed that there was no area in the cannabinoid world where women were uh, being focused on 
Mm-hmm. So my focus in cannabinoids is women's studies in the body, in childbirth, in meditation and religious studies and spirituality, casually, mothers, everyday people, and um, building a product line around their needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now is it just, is it flour? Is it is it edibles? Is it, yes. what, what is it, a little Both bit of everything? Flour, edibles, uh, creams. We're also doing mushroom, uh, mushroom teas, a daytime tea and a nighttime psychedelic tea. Oh, I need some of that. <laughs> I need some of that plant-based yeah. medicine. So, right so, there. so break. Yeah. I've, I've never had a mushroom in my life. So, break down the feeling of the psychedelic because I know that I'm sure there's some people that have never experienced that as well. It's, it might be a little different for everybody, but for me, um, it's it's ritual work for me. I never do it like in a group hanging out with people. It's something that I do alone. I do that in my long time. And with the mushrooms, that plant medicine pretty much allows you to see the things that you block out. You know, the traumas that you've blocked out come to the surface and you're able to see them. That's not necessarily a solution-based medicine, but it is definitely a a 5D uh, look at yourself. Completely. Is there a book coming out in 2024 I keep hearing about? For me? Yeah. I might be. I don't think so. Am I putting out a book? Erica, I heard New America book, Part, New America part two? 2. That going to be the album or a book? Oh, no, no the book. Oh, okay, the book. Okay, that's going to be part two. No. Hmm. I don't know if somebody gave y'all some wrong information. Yeah, somebody gave us that what wrong it say? information. What did it say? You got a book on the Erica Badu album. New America Part 2 is coming in 2024. Maybe somebody else writing it. <laughs> you would have to do that one day though, right? Write a book. Yeah, you keep telling me that. You should. I really enjoyed your book. I think, I think I'll get. I'm so lazy, you know. I I like doing things that come really easy for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I do them well. And I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. You perform um, for two hours straight. That that ain't that easy. It's super easy. You singing, running back and forth, playing be like playing instruments. Ah, uh, it's easy. That's easy. Like this is easy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I think people should focus on. What's the most? What's the easiest thing for you? And find a way to capitalize on that. You know, we be trying to live each other people's lives. And what's the easiest thing for you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why everybody all out of alignment now because they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They're doing things that they see other people do. Comparison, find your gift. right? Comparison. Yeah, I heard. What's the guy name? Um, Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. I hear him say things like um, the ego needs an identity and the identity lives by comparison. You know, so we we can't help but compare ourselves. I think uh, somebody also said that when you're scrolling down Instagram, when you see a beautiful woman and you're a woman, you have about two minutes of depression that happens in the body. Really? Yeah, you get depressed a little bit. For about a couple of minutes, so it, your body releases an enzyme or hormone, you know, that causes that. But what if you two are a beautiful woman? It still happens mm-hmm. for some reason because the body naturally wants to compare. Really? Yeah. Well, who has Erica Badu ever compared herself to? Because you were one of one. I am one of one. But you don't always know that. You know, we don't always know that. It depends on how we're feeling. Hormonally, we move up and down all day long, you know.
I'm perfect, you know, but I don't know that. Is that something you have to keep telling yourself? Yeah, like, yeah, I think we all do. You know, healing is like a full-time and part-time job. It's happening all the time. You know, my daughter was and I were talking once about jealousy and those kinds of things. And mm -hmm. I told her, those feelings don't ever go away. Mm -hmm. You just learn how to manage them better and use them, you know, better. You know, but the feelings of those things kind of stick with you. And, um, you know, like people say, it's not a journey of trying to get somewhere. It's a decision that you make. I'm going to decide to behave this way. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's because we're already here. We just have to decide. Mm -hmm. I'm going to behave like this starting today. You know, so. When's the last time you compared yourself to somebody? You personally? Uh, On Instagram, I'm looking down the thing and you see somebody's body that's cute or something mm -hmm. you can you compare that you know because none of us think we're perfect I told y'all during window seat I didn't think I had a great body but I learned that I did from the responses can you imagine if they had social media back then <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine mm -hmm. yeah yeah when I see somebody you know with the ideal body that I think I should have mm -hmm. you know I'll compare that in my mind what is an ideal body though you know, to me, it's athletic body. Mm -hmm. That's what I like because that's what I've always had. And as gravity comes in, you know, it's not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. It was athletic. Now it's athletic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had the young boys going crazy last year, though, when you was, you, when you was twerking on stage. Who was that with? Was that with, was that with Megan? You was twerking on somebody's stage? That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. On purpose. I be trying to do terrible things, and then people say it's great. That scares me. That really scares me because it, you know, it's great. What do you mean? I don't believe you. You know, yeah, because I'd be trying to clown and, shit, you know. I want to tell you one of these questions that one of our uh, producers wrote on this list, just because I think it's a hilarious question. <laughs> what, number eleven. Yes. Read it. <laughs> you read it. You read it. Number eleven. I don't know why I'm reading, it, but I thought it was funny too. I think it's hilarious. Okay. They said you still selling your in the bottle. <laughs> It's in a box. It's in a box? <laughs> in a box. I am. Whenever incense, whenever need way. be. Yeah. Incense, yes. Incense, yeah. Whenever need be, I do. How are you with your mate? Are you joking? Does your mate ever know when you when like you crack a joke and you're being sarcastic? I don't think so. I don't know. It's always like he doesn't know if you're joking or not. We can say mates. We can go across the board, you know, in, in time. Mm-hmm. You have to have a same sense of humor with somebody for them to understand that mm -hmm. you're joking. Because there are few people that don't, we don't have a same sense of humor, so mm -hmm. they don't never know when I'm joking. You know, I have a super morbid, dark sense of humor. You know, I laugh at that people not supposed to laugh at. Right. Yeah. So, some people know when I'm joking, some people don't. So you have to have that real connection because you're going to laugh and they're going to look at you like you're crazy. I really like having the same sense of humor and music taste. You know, and everything else can be expand. As long as you're working on yourself, we can have that, and that's enough for me. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as you're growing, we got to be listening to music, and we're going to be joking. Mm -hmm. Those are the constant things. Mm -hmm. So I like having those two things in common. With what got you into DJing? Like, what made, because, you know, you DJ shows now. She DJs arenas. What got you into DJing? I've been DJing since I was 14 years old. I used to skip school to go to this guy's house and DJ. Mm -hmm. And he would have like five or 
six other people. They was all grown people. Mm -hmm. It was like 19 to 25. I was 14. And I would go over because I was really interested in DJing. And I, and that's where I learned. And yeah, it's just been a love of mine since. Because I love music mm -hmm. so very much. Uh, my uncles and my mother, my cousins. I mean, we are all music historians. Mm -hmm. We love all genres of music. It's our coping mechanism along with dark humor. Mm -hmm. You know, music and humor. And that's the way I grew up. Gotcha. So that's that's comfortable for me when somebody has that same humor as your tribe. And mm -hmm. the same kind of understand for music. But I've been DJing a long time. I ain't new to this. Mm -hmm. I understand. She knows the DJ arenas. Thank you. She, she DJed my Queen's 40th. And that was <laughs> that was a vibe. We man. had so much fun. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew she was coming. My wife didn't even know. <laughs> and when uh, Lowdown Loretta Brown walked in the building, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Man, that was incredible. So thank you for that. Thank you. And we appreciate you for joining us this morning. Always, thank you so man. much. And happy early born day. Yay, yes. my birthday party. Would you like to close us out on a prayer or some positive energy? Absolutely. Let's a prayer? It. Yeah, let's do it. I, well, God, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, we don't do all the right things. And we don't know all the right things. But we are so happy for all of the information that you have provided us. We're so grateful for Ma'at. That means balance. I'm grateful for running water and for clothing and shelter and buildings and partners to argue with and people to compare ourselves to and the mistakes that turn into our greatest lessons. We thank you. We don't take this opportunity to grow for granted. Yeah. Thank yes, you. Yes, indeed. The queen, the icon That's living. Right. Sarah Kabadu. That's her. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout to Erica Badu for joining us. That's right. Make sure you go get her uh, new screen of, mm -hmm. of weed and the shrooms and everything else. Yes. Responsibly, though. Yeah, we pre-taped that on Friday. That's why Jess Hilarious, who is our guest host today, wasn't on that interview. No, I wasn't, and I'm mad. Because she, she got... um. A perfume that smells like her box. I yes. heard. It's not a perfume, it's incense. You talk about okay. Badu Pumpu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it that? I thought it was it's incense. Perfume. No? no. You be burning you look like you burn incense I, around. I, I be damn burning. right. Damn okay. right. I got a bunch of Badu Pum Pum at the crib. Okay. Mm -hmm. It sounds wild, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Like a man, all right. That's what it's that's called. That's bad. That's that's sex trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the rumors. Let's go. All right. It's just for the mess of my Child, the ghetto. This is the rumor. Report I love my music for you. On the Breakfast Club. Honey, it's ghetto up in here. It is ghetto up in here. Chris Brown pulls receipts after he's accused of banning black women from a VIP section over in London. All right, now the girls came out and said that they never said Chris Brown is the one who said no black women. They said the promoter told him they was all standing outside in the lines and they were going through the line handpicking women like, yo, you can come in, you can come in, you come, you can come in. Mm -hmm. None of the that women were happen. black. That's what they were saying. Mm -hmm. um, and so with Chris Brown's history of rejecting black women, I guess that they... Uh, that's allegedly what it is. Is that he, true, though? Is that like... Is it I mean, he's never rejected me, but um, I guess other women... They felt that way. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And they said it came from the promoter. But something that sparks my little spidey senses is the promoter is always looking out for the talent. So was he told that? 
was he told, look, yo, or was they just going off of previous things that was happening? Like, mm -hmm. all right, look, maybe he don't want black women in his section, so we're going to handpick. Maybe he wants it to look like a certain thing. I, I'm not sure, but the girls did go live, and they said, I mean, they responded, and they, you know what I'm saying? The women was basically saying, I think we got the audio, that the girls were saying that he never said that, that it was... I never said in my video once that Chris Brown personally sent me a message saying that he was going to be at the club. Chris Brown never personally told me that I was going to be in his VIP section. So as we were waiting for our cab to go to the next location, we could see club promoters literally handpicking people to get in the front of the line to go inside at that moment the people that we saw that was handpicked was all white i never said in my video once that that was handpicked was all white ladies that's why in my video you can see that we're trying to say that the promoter said no black girls allowed I don't even know what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, they my peoples, and when yeah. I, I kind of talk like them, so don't be over there doing all that. <laughs> now, I, said, I seen a video. I thought I saw a video with with black women in the club in the VIP section. Yeah, it was it was one. I, well, what kind did you see? What shade? I seen a, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What shade there did you, you see? Because I think they was like you, Envy. No, I no, no. I thought, I thought I seen othery. You mean? Oh, they were othery. Okay, I, that's I'm black I at the end of the day, but I think they were brown skin at women. At the end of the day, there. but what about the beginning and the middle? See, <laughs> I'm black at the end of the day. Black, ACK okay. black 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 <laughs> I think I, I think folks just want Chris Brown to be the bad guy and I, and I swear I think so too I'm telling you and, and speaking of that people were also talking about his uh, previous collaboration with Chloe Bailey we had some people going back and forth about that they mm -hmm. don't understand why she would collaborate with him after you know his his uh, domestic violence and Keely Williams that was years ago though how many people have Chris, was, Chris Brown collaborated with since then why y'all coming 17. on on Chloe had about it exactly exactly and, and, and that was the thing also, Keely, who was uh, the former three LW girl, the one that don't nobody really like know. The only one that, if you, well, <laughs> we you know what you know. Say what you, you gotta say. Jess. You wouldn't know her, Charlemagne, because she's your fellow lesbian friend. So Shut she's up. the, you know. Come on, we we gonna tell it like it is. The lesbians so gonna that, stick together. So, yeah, y'all better stick together because there's a whole lot of spit coming when, when they get when y'all get mad. All you see is a all you see. And she was so upset, and uh, her tweets. Verbatim, let him come out with his own record. So genius, so captivating that it makes us all forget he beats women. He can't, so he won't. So what does he do? He slowly creeps back into the mainstream by getting small nods for features on black women's merit. Black women who are more blah, 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 blah. Girl, listen. Like, I, I, I just feel like we can't keep condemning something that they did mm -hmm. when they were a kid. He was 17 years old. He was 17 old. years old. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I just, I just feel like, yo, you, you gotta relax, Keely, because I right, see, I, I can get a little crazy with it, but Damn. I just, I just feel like this is a cry for help for her own situations. Cause she also just got into it over with her mother. We don't even know your mother. Why are you coming over the over the weekend, she started with Chris Brown, and then over the weekend, she just kept blowing up on her mom. Oh, we don't I didn't have, know that. Yeah, we ain't got time for this. Mm -hmm. Like we ain't, we ain't got time for this. We see 
Like the Cheetah Girls was short lived, obviously for her. Three O W short lived, obviously mm-hmm. for her. All she got is her lisp now. You know, shout out to Shaw. <laughs> all she you got know what I'm saying? All, all she got is the lisp. So she she's just upset. All I know is everybody makes mistakes, and who are who are we to condemn somebody forever? You I know can't what I mean? Stand it. Like, forever, like right. it, it amazes me that folks judge Chris Brown or anyone like they're above reproach, and you better hope yeah. God gives you the grace that y'all don't ever give to anyone. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. It's and then and then I hate like how it's mostly only us that do it to us. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like like so mm-hmm. Chris Brown in his defense, he came back with that and he was like, "Man, y'all still bringing up like what I did when I was 17. I can't move forward in my career. I'm 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 being banned from awards and and from performing in venues in my own country and stuff like that and being condemned for for collaborating with other artists when y'all glorify um, he named some white people, but it's February, so we ain't got to get into them. Um, you know, and then he went on to it's say true. Chris Sean and Blueface, they get glorified mm-hmm. daily. They have a whole damn TV show. You're right. He's right. Uh, surrounded by them just fighting. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Sean beat his ass and then he'll beat her ass. And then, you know, so it's like, He's yo, y'all glorify right. that. Zeus Network is glorifying this. Zeus. They making money. Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, Zeus. They making money <laughs> off that. You know, and, mm-hmm. and and Blueface got upset when he said that. And I think it went over his head. I understand what Blueface was saying a little mm-hmm. bit, but I think it kind of went over his head. Um, and we got his uh, his audio as well. This breezy, I ain't at beat the hockey. What's happening? Cause look, check it out. I understand the frustration, fool. I'm not even going to trip on you because the message you're trying to send is way off. I get it. You know, bitch hit me. It's funny. I hit her back. It's Blueface, so I totally get it. That would be the most irritating thing ever. But you gotta play the cards that you was dealt. Yeah, you beat up the wrong bitch. Sorry, fool. Like, you should have got you a little ghetto something that you could fight with. That's what I did. I- wow. Jesus. Yeah, I don't understand that I'm you so beat the sad. wrong woman line. Like, yeah. it's okay to beat up women. Just don't beat up the wrong one. Get right. you a little hood, a ghetto one from yeah. the hood, from right. the poor and disenfranchised area, and you can Nobody beat on cares. her. Yep. I don't, that's, I don't no. understand that logic, bro. doesn't make sense to no. all. But I don't even feel like for if if Chris Brown would have said what he said, he would be further condemned than that. Like, what do you mean Absolutely. you beat the wrong girl up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you mm-hmm. you beat no, you beat the right one up, the one from Baltimore. We ain't we ain't going, you know. But I guess the other girls are from other places. You're not supposed to do that anyway. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm coming at. But I think it went over his head. All right. That's all. That's all. He wasn't trying to put them out there. But for the record, Blueface Mother is a clown. I just want to say that. I'm sorry. I just want to say that. Why she was yeah, you know, Let's talk, about, I, let's talk about that further after Donkey. Right, you day. Do you just go throw that yeah, random I'm shot. I'm let you know she a clown. Okay. Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, for after the hour, donkey today is going to two people. Uh, two people who are clearly not they self when they hungry. Um, one name is Akash. The other name is uh, Amari. We'll talk about it. No, Brian and Amari. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All mm. right. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. For the breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, February 21st goes to uh, two individuals in Florida who don't play about their food. 
Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. Uh, one's man, one man's name is Brian Marquez, and the other is a woman named Omari Hendricks. Uh, raise your hands in the room if you don't play about your food. Okay, okay, good, okay. So I'm going to see which story you relate to the most. See, okay. Omari is 24 years old and facing several charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, battery, and, and resisting arrest. Okay, wait a minute, Uncle Charlotte. You said this was about food. How did it turn into all of this? Well, let's go to Fox 530. Fox 35 Orlando for the report, please. This woman is waking up behind bars this morning, accused of pulling a gun at McDonald's drive-thru in Altamont Springs. According to the arrest report, Amari Hendricks demanded a free cookie, but wasn't calmed when she got one. Police say she pulled out a gun, loaded a magazine, and ended up punching a worker several times. She's now facing a number of charges this morning. Remember back in the day when somebody would be bragging about something that they deserve a reward for it, and you would sarcastically respond, uh, want a cookie? Well, Amari is proof that some people indeed want a cookie, okay? I understand her pain, all right? Meaning when someone promises you something, you should deliver it. If a complimentary cookie is promised, then a complimentary cookie is expected. And if I don't get said cookie, then I may turn into a monster, which then makes me a cookie monster. Hi. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Cookies! Yes. No. Cookies! All right. No. <laughs> now the next person receiving donkey of the day is Brian Marquez. All right, he don't play about his food either. See, Brian had a roommate, and his roommate threw the suspect's plate full of food on the ground. Now listen, one thing everybody listening to the sound of my voice can relate to is the feeling of being hungry. And when you're hungry, nothing makes you feel better than duh eating. So imagine if right before you're about to devour an amazing meal, somebody comes and throws your plate full of food to the ground. Huh? Mm. What would you do? Well, let's go to CBS News 12 to see what Brian did. Fort Pierce police say 22-year-old Brian Marquez confessed to killing a Hispanic man and partially burying the body behind a home on South 18th Street. Now he faces first-degree murder. The homeowner called police when he spotted the leg, and police were led to Marquez because he, too, lived on the property. He lived on the property. He rented a small shed um, just on the north side of the property from the homeowner. When police got to Marquez, he confessed to the crime. There was an altercation between them earlier in the day over food. He mm. didn't like that uh, our victim had thrown food away. He indicated that he got intoxicated throughout the day, approached him at night, and, and that's when he did what he did. Marquez was in the custody of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, as both he and the victim were illegal immigrants. And he was about to be deported, but the police stopped him just in time with these charges. We received information on Tuesday that he had already contacted family and was getting a bus ticket to get back to Mexico. We want to make sure that we're not releasing somebody that did this horrific of a crime. But fortunately, they did keep Marquez in custody, and he will answer to the crime. Ooh, Brian confessed to murdering his roommate after his roommate threw his plate full of food on the ground. Brian said he didn't do anything immediately, but after he had some drinks, after he got that liquid courage, he decided to approach his roommate and started punching him in the ribs, face and nose, and he mm. grabbed dirt and gravel and shoved it into his mouth, and he realized homie was dead, so he decided to dig a shallow grave, bury the victim, and then went to sleep. I know what you're thinking. Yo, he did all this on an empty stomach. He was hungry and he had all that. He did all that. Exactly. 
That's what I knew y'all was thinking. Can I you imagine? I wasn't thinking that. Can you, can you, <laughs> oh, my bad. Andy. You wasn't thinking just, that? <laughs> Go ahead. That's what I was thinking. Can you imagine what this man could have done with a meal in his stomach? What? <laughs> that's what I'm, like, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. Like, yeah. personally, I need fuel in the form of food and a nap before I do anything, okay? Ooh. Hell, I need food to drink. So he drank after getting his food knocked to the ground and killed somebody and did some hard labor in the form of digging a grave. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, man. You want to play a game with Guess What Racing? I do. No, you don't. I do. I do. I do. I want to play a game. It's a hard-working individual. Let me tell you, man, uh, what I always tell y'all. If you can put that much time, energy, and work into doing something negative, then you can do the same for positive things. And you won't find yourselves in these situations, okay? Hunger is a temporary feeling. Now Mm -hmm. both of these individuals are facing big charges because they both decided to turn criminal because they were denied the sustenance. Mm. I spit all over the mic just now. The sustenance. I've seen it. The sustenance they needed. Okay, what's the moral of this story? He was white? No. You're not you when you're hungry. Oh, yeah, 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 that too. Hey, yeah. Please let Remy Ma give Brian Marquez and Amari Hendricks the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. And you know, it's substance. What I said? Something. You know he can't no, say because his tongue no, is in the way. His no, teeth, it's not. Su- it's sustenance. Oh, what word is that? Ooh. Sustenance means food and drink regarded oh, as sustenance. a source of strength and nourishment. Oh, I thought you. Oh. I thought you were saying substance. Okay. Damn, Sean. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're not gonna play a game. You want to play a game? I want to play a game. game. What is it? Let's play a game of Guess What Race It Is! All right, let's start with Amari Hendricks. Amari Hendricks pulled out a gun on the McDonald's workers because they didn't give her a complimentary cookie. Guess What Race It Is! Andy, we'll start with you. Hmm. <laughs> I gotta say black. Damn, damn, damn! <laughs> Why? Because we always asking people if they want a cookie. Nah, because black people don't play about the we cookies. Want our, and we want our free. Sh- and we, we want, want our free-ish, free ish, yes. We want the I'm free-ish, with you. Okay. please. Jess Hilarious, I'm going to ask you. Omari Hendricks pulled out a gun on a McDonald's worker because they they didn't give her a complimentary cookie. Guess what race she is? She's black and from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually from Florida. Why Detroit? Oh. <laughs> because I've been there, man. I've been there, and I, I seen I seen some oh, things happen man. at the fast food restaurants in Detroit, man. So yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's do Brian Marquez. Brian Marquez put in a lot of work. Mm. All right, uh, got his plate full of food knocked over, so he <sighs> got drunk, beat somebody up, killed them, dug a grave and buried the body in it, all on an empty stomach, and he was about to get deported. Guess what race it is? Big clue here, Envy. You want to start? Oh, yeah. Black, Caribbean. What? <gasps> to deport it. Wow. They, they that's the only place attention. you can get deported to? No, that's what I was They weren't paying attention. No, he wasn't paying attention. So the crime says Jeffrey Dahmer all day. But <laughs> deported. So now we got to go to the... Hmm. Where you going? I'm, I'm, see, I see the reason I say I'm black because like, you know black play, people they play that game where you got a pet and they smack the plate I, at your hand. Like, yeah, I'ma say report. Russia. I'ma say Russia. I'ma Russia. say Russia. Russian. I'ma say Red, play, got... play the news report again, Ray. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> play the news report for Brian Marquez again because they wasn't paying attention. I'm thinking this is a layup. Police say 22-year-old Brian Marquez confessed to killing a Hispanic man and partially burying the body behind a home on South 18th Street. Ah, uh, you can stop. Nope. Keep going. The homeowner called police when he spotted the leg, and police were led to Marquez because he, too, lived on the property. He lived on the property. He rented a small shed um, just on the north side of the property from the homeowner. When police got to Marquez, he confessed to the crime. There was an altercation between them earlier in the day over food. 
He didn't like that uh, our victim had thrown food away. He indicated that he got intoxicated yeah. throughout the day, approached him at <laughs> night, and, nah, yo. and that's when he did what he did. Marquez was in the custody of Immigration and Customs right? Enforcement, <laughs> as both he and the victim were illegal immigrants. And he was about to be deported, but the police stopped him just in time with these charges. We received information okay. on Tuesday that he had already contacted family and was getting a bus ticket to get back to Mexico. <laughs> Did you stop, stop oh. Oh. We missed the whole thing. See, I just missed Would the get back. That I was going to say play? Caribbean because they don't play about their food. <laughs> and then they live in little sheds. Some of them be well, living yeah. in the sheds because <laughs> they like sheds. But I was thinking well, Marquez. Then you said Coronas. You drink, uh, drink all day. I ain't oh. about no Coronas. Then he said drink all day. Yes. What? Racist. Mexican. Jess? Mexican. Okay. Oh my God, I still don't mean nothing. He could have been from Russia just over there on a job. He could have been at work over there. Both of y'all are correct. Amari Hendricks was black. Uh, Brian Marquez is Mexican. Yes. All right. All right. One for one. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Yes, indeed. When we come back, 800-585-1051. Now, Let's talk big brothers. Blueface was mad at Baby because little Baby allegedly uh, hit up uh, Krishan in the DM. Said, this Baby, why are, people, why are people saying I was in your DM? Why you ain't tell them I'm big brother? I hate ish like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is the question? 800-585-1051. If your girl has a, a, num- a number saved in the phone as Big Brother, or mm-hmm. she says, this guy's my big bro. Is that cause for concern? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's no, I'm all. saying yes, it is. It is cause for concern. We're going to talk about it when yeah, we come back. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Power 105.1. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest host, Jess Hilarious, here. Yes, What's indeed. That? Now, we were talking before we left about Chris Brown. No, not Chris Brown. Little Baby, Blueface, Krishan, and Blueface's mom. Okay. I don't know how Blueface's mom got in this. Just Larry's? Well, listen, Blueface's mother came at me a couple times, and, you know, I just want to take the time to say you're a clown. But, um... Why she came at you? I, she came at me just because, like, everybody come at me. Well, not everybody, but some people who feel like, all right, so I did a podcast, and I was saying that, you know, they brought up Krishan. Krishan is from Baltimore. And the I Carefully was like, Reckless podcast. Yeah, the Carefully Reckless podcast. And uh, and she and she came up, and she, um, they were just, you know, asking me, like, yo, you ever reach out to her? And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not, because where she got right now is where she going to be. She going to need to... She the only one that's going to 
get out of that right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she never had this type of money. She never been in, in, in contact with these type of, you know, connections or whatever, even though they using her for the wrong thing, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. Get her a UFC situation going on. Get You know what I'm saying? She should be fighting. They all yeah, making yeah, yeah. money off of her fighting. That's right. how Blueface is relevant right now. Um, not from none of them little-ass songs that's been not playing. But his mother... I, I blamed how he was raised on his mother and she was like is this the same lady who was begging for love on couples retreat on a, a show I did a VH1 <laughs> show with you know somebody and whatever but she didn't even realize what I was saying I'm like yo you can tell how he is by how he was raised it's like yo, your mother's in love with you for one she's she's this ain't no no mama d scrappy no not the over concerned mom this is like she wants to be mm-hmm. in everything he do she wants to be in a bed with her son i feel like she wants to live in this man's skin like and do everything for well, him you, with you, him you, whatever you got a son you don't feel like that about your son no i do not i want my son to be his own person mm-hmm. i want it's like she's obsessed with her son mm-hmm. it's it's obsessed it's like um it's different. It's it's different. I, I can just tell. Nah. Now me, I'm I'm I love my kid. Mm-hmm. Like that's my best friend all day. But it's a different type of mothering when you. It's like yo, this lady is going after every female that he's dealing with. Yeah. Like that's why Krishan beat up. And I'm not for beating nobody. Maybe she don't feel like nobody's good enough for her 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 baby. And she's beautiful. The mother is beautiful. Yeah. But it's like yo, go get some business of your own and leave your son to what he you know to and and even how like. Her daughter interacts. It's like you raise all these kids a little crazy, man. Ma'am, like nothing. He sees nothing wrong with what he does. Her daughter is the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't like, even know how we got on this. No, cause remember she was about to say it before. Oh, yeah, stopped before the before the yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, but either way, she said Chris Brown was um like uh, condemning black people, and she was just like, oh, you you threw all your black people under the bus by even bringing up Krishan and Blueface. How do you really feel that he? How can you, as a mother who watches this, you got beat up by your, yeah. your son, mm-hmm. one of your son's girlfriends? How can you even not register what he was saying? You didn't it. like getting beat yeah. up by her, right? You don't like seeing your son beat her up. You don't like seeing her beat your son up. Yeah. So I think you should like kind of get what kind of feel what he's saying. Yeah. That's, I mean, it went over their head. Though. I like what you said, too, about Krishan and how she's uh, having all these new experiences. Because that's mm-hmm. what and these new connections, because that's what Blueface got mad about. Right? Exactly. Because she got mad because little baby. Hit her up, right? And, and the baby was like, "Yo, you, why, why you call you me? Tell him I'm big brother, big bro." Right. So let me ask you a question: Do you have any guys in your phone, or have you ever had any guys in your phone mm. save this big bro? No, not big bro. No, no. I'm not. Um, it's people that I do call big bro, but um, sometimes bro can be used as a code name as somebody that I've done something with mm-hmm. that it just it ain't gonna go no that further it off than a little that bit. Right, right. so it's just like yeah, that's big bro, bro. Yeah. Right, that's, that's nasty I can't think of a reason why Lil Baby would hit Krishan up other than he wants somebody smacked <laughs> I don't understand Jesus. like I don't understand you think he was just high he wanted to hire her yeah, yeah I hire. think that he yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he wanted to give us some guidance there's no way somebody's gonna jump in Krishan's DM and they don't want nobody smacked. It's just I wouldn't even know how to come as a guy. I wouldn't even know how to come at Shorty. Blue looking at everything she got going on. Yeah. We can see that. She's controlled by him. So I wouldn't even be if I'm a, a male rap, I'm not hitting Shorty up. So you think Blueface got cause for concern? Yeah. Really? I think anybody that 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 calls somebody big bro or, or that they say call me big bro, there's a problem. If that's not your yeah. real brother, if you didn't grow up with that brother. person mm-hmm. and you don't know him in a relationship, like mm-hmm. my wife just can't start calling somebody big bro. I've known her for 28 out years. Of yeah, nah, yeah. I don't know where nah it doesn't happen. What about you? 
Yeah. If your wife start calling somebody big bro. No, I agree with you. Oh, because okay. it's like, you know, I, I, I've been with my wife for 25 years. Yeah. So it's like, who the nigga you calling big brother? Like, yeah. what do you mean big brother? Yeah. yeah. Either big he's bro. all of our big brothers or we don't know. Yeah. And then why is he just in the DM? You got his number? Like, what did y'all talk about? How is he big bro? What has he done for you to yeah. show you that you're his sister? All right, That's well, let's, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? It's BD. What's up, brother? Oh, you definitely can't be in my girl phone. <laughs> Big D. What's up? Big D worse than Big nah, B. BD, you've gone too far, BD. Oh, now, gee. first of all, listen. If oh. the brother ain't blood, it ain't no good, man. You can't do it. You can't have no brothers in the relationship. And it ain't your man, man. No brother. I'm with you, brother. Okay. Nah. I agree. 800-585-1051. We're talking to term big bro. Can your girl have a, a, a big bro? Ladies, do you have a big bro? Maybe we're wrong. <laughs> Talk to us. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, Call me. And your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Jess Hilarious, our co-host. She's joining us all morning long. She's here for a couple days, too. Absolutely. And we're talking about the term big bro. Now, this comes from Blueface. Uh, little baby allegedly was in Krishan, his girl's DM, and said, This baby, why are people saying I was in your DM? Why you ain't just tell them I'm big brother? I hate ish like that. So can you have a big bro? Mm. I think it's context to it. Like, you know what I mean? I understand if you... If you and your significant other been been down with each other for a long time, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden some new person pops up, yeah, you can you can be like, who the hell is this skeptical? For call, sure. Yeah, calling you big bro, but if it's somebody like, you know, they might have known for a while. Mm-hmm. And they got like a relationship, mm. even on some business stuff. Like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because you you always be like, yo, that's my little sis. Like, and, and, I, and I say that, you know, to everybody. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, but I've been your little sis since. A long before time. all these people, you know, right. before relationships. So I definitely get that. Yeah. But now, let me ask you a question. What if, what if little baby was reaching out to her as a quote unquote enforcer, like you mm-hmm, said? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes I can't put my hands on, on right. certain people. Right. Because Sean does it. Yo, yeah. you little sis, I help you out, you know, I'm financially. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want nothing sexual. You, you just, you know, you didn't let just put a whole period. scenario in your I mean, head. That's, don't what, even it, that's yeah, what it is. is. Like, <laughs> yo, if I'm watching, if I'm constantly saying somebody going viral for constantly beating somebody up, and you got to think about it, little baby got these girls. That's why I'm gonna tell this girl that this is happening. Yo, be shorty up for me. Take care of that. Because right. because little baby that he be having these contracts, these you know these these uh what is it the NDAs, and these girls still don't care, man. So they got to get the. Put on. So, <laughs> so I think he might have hit her up like, y'all need you to take care of this. I'm going to call Lil Sis. Lil you know Sis, take care of this for me. Sis was good. And Blueface just so insecure and young. It's like, yo, she can do whatever she wants. She's the reason that you're relevant. And she's also not your only girlfriend. She's one of your girlfriends. Like, I, you still with your baby mother. So I, I think that all of this makes sense. It does. <laughs> Hello, who's this? <laughs> yes, yeah, this is Travis. Hey, Travis. Good morning. Good morning. Talk to us. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't think it's a cause for a concern at all because, I mean, I got one homie, you know, I've known her 15-plus years, and even when we DM, it's never about anything like that. I mean, so I don't think it's any reason for concern at all. Okay. Well, I mean, he's been knowing her for 15 years. They've been knowing each other for, like, what, 15, 15 days? minutes. Yeah. yeah, 15 minutes, yeah. Now, Whitney, good morning. Good morning. Now, you got in trouble because you got somebody in your phone on the big brother that you, and it, it ain't your real brother. No. Not at all. Tell us the story. I looked at this person as my brother. Like, we were in foster care together. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, like, hey, we grew up in the same house. This is like my brother. Like, when I'm going through something, I should be able to tell him, like, hey, this is what's going on. Because I done 
been around my real brother, so this is somebody that I look to as a brother. So I feel like that, to me, that's not a big deal because according to the state, we were brothers, you know? Mm. Have y'all did anything at all, Kiss, yeah. sexually at all? No, never, never. He's younger than me. Okay. Okay. In that situation, compared I get it, though. To, yeah, that's a different situation. I get it. But yeah, I, compared to if I was working with somebody and I was like, oh, this is my coworker, I'm going to call him Big Bro, that's different because that could become something. But that's the key to you have experiences with a person. Like just right. was saying earlier, I called Jess Lil' Sis, she called me Big Bro, but that's because like we connected early on yeah. years ago and yeah. we got like an energy. That's my, my nigga right there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kevin, good morning. Hello? What's going on? What's up, brother? Talk to hey, us. Kevin, what's up? What's going on? Hey, I think uh, it's nothing wrong with having a boy as a homeboy, but it's like, I think Blueface is mad because Lil Baby got a little more money than him, so he kind of nervous. <laughs> yeah, that's so what I don't it think is. Lil Baby really want her because she probably could beat him up because she's bigger than him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, man. I know that's right, Jeff. Jeff will get somebody beat up, boy. Jeff will be over <laughs> no, there gassing it. Oh, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But, yeah. But let me ask you another question now. What's that? The guy just said something true. Okay. Now, if little baby didn't have more money than Blueface, would Blueface be this mad? I honestly don't think so. I don't think so. He, he's threatened. He's intimidated by it just because of the bracket that he's in. You know, the status of little baby. Now, if it was like a soldier boy to hit him up, it's like, up, yo, look, all right. Yo, all right, yo, go ahead, go ahead. Soldier you know boy still saying? kicked up. Y'all like, keep playing right, with me, All right, if Bow Wow hit. Drake don't got it. All right, what you think? If Bow Wow hit Krishan, it's like, all right, Bow Wow got you know it too. Saying? All right, we not saying he ain't got it. We just saying he ain't got what little baby got. That's all we saying. You know what I'm saying? Little baby like one of the hottest rappers at the moment. You know? I get what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. what's the moral of the story? Yeah. What's the moral of the story, Jess? The moral of the story is if the baby hit her up. <laughs> Shut up, man. That was going to... All right. All right. <laughs> no, the moral of the story is she can do what she want because she making you your money at the end of the day. So relax because you told this girl, look, I'm still with my baby mother. Mm-hmm. And the baby mother dumb too because she going to watch you be with somebody else to think that, that no, nah, both of y'all ain't nobody more important than the other. All of y'all girls on the same level is just that uh, Krishan is his cash cow. Mm. That's it. That's the only reason why he's still making money. That's the only reason why his mother's still eating. That's the only reason why everybody on Zeus Network is eating because of Krishan Rock. So blessed be Baltimore. Blessed That's, the Baltimore. That's the moral. Because them hands get thrown. All right. Jesus. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about coming up? Marjay Blige releases trailer for upcoming talk show and I want to know because she don't even be talking to people so <laughs> I want to know how she just going to come out with one of those I said goodness. damn Mary alright we'll get to it next it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club morning everybody it's DJ NV Charlamagne the guy we are The Breakfast Club we got our special guest host Jess Hilarious yes indeed me, that's me and we're about to get to the rumors what we teasing Oh, listen, listen. Murray J. Blige releases trailer for upcoming talk show. I'm so confused about it. <laughs> Just with the mess is here. It's Just with the mess. Am I using the ghetto. This is the rumor report. Am I using the ghetto. On The Breakfast Club. Woo! Honey, it's ghetto up in here. The reason why I'm confused is because Mary don't be talking to nobody. She barely talked in the documentary she just dropped a couple months ago. Um, it was 45 minutes, and I was like, yo, you've been through so much. Um, why would you only talk to us for 15 minutes? Um, and and your, your Lifetime documentary, I wonder who she's going to be talking to. What is it going to be about? Like, when, when does she decide to say, listen, you know what? 
I'm gonna do a talk show. Like what? I I don't know. Like what is it gonna be? It's gonna be like one of those um Jennifer Hudson's. You know, like Jennifer Hudson, her talk show. Yeah. Well, she bring like people and one on one conversations. One on one. It's like, called the wine down. She drinking her wine, and, and from what I've seen, it's a lot of her people. So it's like Fifty Cent. Oh. P. But also, it could be she likes to interview people and is tired of interviewing herself. Like she might not okay. want to talk about herself, but doesn't have a problem talking to other people. A lot to of people other like that. People. Yeah. I do agree with Jeff, though. I mean, like Mary is not uh, a, a very talkative person. Yeah, you talking about her people? She got five people that she deal with in the world: <laughs> Diddy, Fifty Cent, uh, and I think that's it. Actually, no, Diddy, Fifty, okay. Angie Martinez, Angie Martinez, Taraji P Henson, Taraji P Henson, Ashana, Ashana, yeah. Ashana, and, and I think that's it. That might be Fat Joe, yeah, Joey Crack. Fat. Yeah, no, no, no. You talking about Ashanti? That's that Ashanti with Joey Crack. Yeah, um, she might. Okay, well, then that's it. Yeah, yeah. I can't it. see Mary sitting across from no stranger having a conversation. Listen, I met her in New Orleans, and I said hi, and she was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Okay," and I just kept. <laughs> so I'm like, "Talk show? How the hell? She don't even like to say hey." Yo, hi, hey, huh? You know, funny she don't be hell. with none of that. Yo, hi, she's straight huh? New York up and down. <laughs> she don't care. I, and I love it. I love it. I can't even argue with it. I'm like, I wasn't even mad. I said, "Hi, oh my God, Mary." She was like, "Huh?" I said, oh, "All right." Cool. I'm just gonna keep on going. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't understand how, I ain't even about to say it. I'm gonna be tuned in though, because it's Mary J. Blige. No, oh no, I'm definitely yes. gonna be tuned in. Yeah. I just can't wait to see what it brings. Listen, Gunner's lawyer reiterates that he won't cooperate in why sell Young Thug case. Um, he won't cooperate no more. Or yo, you stupid. It's like he's not gonna do it again. <laughs> you stupid. Or is it? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, is it okay? Has he feel like he's giving him enough already? Like, you can't just be like. <laughs> You know what? I'm a snitch today, but don't ask me next week. Like you can't say that. But, but I, yeah, Gunner's lawyer is saying that Gunner didn't cooperate though. Like he didn't snitch. I don't know, bro. Well, I mean, we all heard it, what what he said, but my whole thing is to get released. If they call you back on the stand, mm -hmm. you have to you answer them. But I thought yeah. they, I thought that was the whole point. Like he could give that information without being called back on the stand. Again. No, he could get called back on the stand. That, that's what I thought. Or maybe he gave the first set of information and was like, "Look, yo." I ain't giving no more, so y'all gonna have to take what I give y'all like now. Your blanks. And now yeah. I have immunity to not go up there no more. Nah, because I they, I thought they said if they call him back on the stand, he has to answer the Man, questions. Man, why are we minding street nigga business? You right? This ain't got nothing to no, do. No, but us. he's not a street nigga. This is the thing because he wouldn't have cooperated. Firstly, if oh he no, was them, a street nigga. them street dudes be the main ones cooperating. They, they, you right? That's another right. video over the weekend. It just looked, it sound wild. It was he was. Talking for three hours. Same case. What? He's talking for three hours. And he wasn't talking about no goddamn music. <laughs> he wasn't talking about no he music. He don't have three hours worth of music that, that we want to hear about in this case. So I think, okay, so he won't be cooperating. The moral of the story is don't cooperate from the jump, and then niggas <laughs> won't have to ask you to do it again. But I want to come home. <laughs> okay? I want to come home. Nobody hey, ever thinking about me. We always <laughs> condemning informants, but don't ever think about the position that they in. They want to come home. Yeah, they should have come that, home, though. but you shouldn't have gotten that car. <laughs> That's what happened. You shouldn't have gotten the car. <laughs> you know who car. you know who was driving. Don't get in the car. <laughs> Jesus. That's it. That's true. That's that it. is true. Trey got out the car. Mm -hmm. Remember, mm -hmm. boys in the hood. Trey got out the car. He did get out the car. He did. That's right. No boy, no boy knew. No boy told him one time. No, no, he ain't got to tell him. Trey said, "Hey, man, let me out." <laughs> Dope boy ain't even try to convince him. Get, let him, let him let go. Let him go. If he gonna tell on us anyway. Day, who lived? The n who got out the car. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's right. it. All right. Well, that is just with the mess. It is. And the People's Choice mixes up next. Let us know what you want to hear. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
Our Audible Pick of the Day is Reinvent Your Life. Mel Robbins is back to help you dream big and take more control over your life. Start listening when you sign up for a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Our co-host, Jess Hilarious, is here. Yes, she is. Literally. It's Black History Month. And what are we doing today for Black History Month? Man, you know, every day during Black History Month, uh, the Black Effect Podcast Network puts out a podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, hosted by my guy, B-Dot. And today, B-Dot is going to talk to us about the 13th Amendment and how many elements begin with the 13th Amendment. B-Dot. Teach. I didn't know, maybe you didn't. Now, the 13th Amendment, it was supposed to abolish slavery, and in theory, it did. But in 1866, a year after the amendment was ratified, states like Alabama, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, Tennessee, and of course, good old South Kakalaki began to lease out convicts for labor. So basically, it means if you was locked up, they could lease you out to people on plantations. A revisit to slavery. So of course, this made the business of arresting black folk very lucrative. Hundreds of white men hired by the states as what we call police officers today. Their primary responsibility? To search out and arrest black people who are in violations of the black codes. Now see, that's where stuff gets tricky. Now see, the black codes were very petty situations that were normally legal, but if a black person did it, it was illegal. And justification to lock your black ass up. For example, in Louisiana, it was illegal for a black man to preach to black congregations without special permission in writing from the president of the police. Now be clear, on those plantations, many of oppressing them would allow enslaved black folk to be preachers on their plantations to the rest of the black folk if they were preaching from the passages that oppressing them hand-selected. You know, like Ephesians 6-5 says, slaves be obedient to your human masters. In South Carolina, if the parent of a black child was considered vagrant, and vagrant meaning had nowhere to go and had no job, like look like they homeless and they wandering from place to place. Now, if someone viewed a child to be vagrant, the judicial system allowed the police to apprentice that child to an employer. Pretty much take that child and give them to somebody to work for. So basically, if you're a single mom, you at work, your child just happened to be walking up the street, going to kick it with some friends. Might not have on their best attire, because let's just be honest, you can't afford it. And somebody says, hey, that child looks vagrant. Your baby say, I ain't vagrant. My mom at work. Don't matter. They scoop his little ass up pronto. You go downtown to make a fuss about it. Why, is this disorderly conduct? Black coat. Now you and man man locked up. Headed to somebody's plantation to get him a bunch of free labor. And I told you, the black codes were a series of laws, criminal laws, illegal activity for black folk. And through the enforcement of those laws, they could be in prison. Man, it said after the passing of the 13th Amendment, more than 800,000 black people were part of that system of re-enslavement through the prison system. I always heard of the 13th Amendment freed the slaves, but have you ever read the 13th Amendment? It reads, and I quote, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, comma, except as a punishment for crime wherever the party shall have been duly convicted, comma, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. See, the problem is the space between the commas, except as punishment for crime wherever the party shall have been duly convicted. And dare I say that was the invention of the loophole. 13th Amendment say there will be no slavery unless it's punishment, seeing that punishment is prison. There are your enslaved individuals. 
The 13th Amendment only introduced a new form of slavery. Then there were laws put in place to ensure that black folk remained slaves. And of course, profits still being made off that free labor. And now that same system is what we call the criminal justice system today. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. That's right. Salute to my guy, B-Dot. Make sure you subscribe to the I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either podcast, available on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Uh, you can get it everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious, our co-host, is here. Jess, we appreciate you hanging out with us today. And I loved being here. She's going to be here for the next couple of days. We, 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 stole, we stole Jess from Baltimore for a few days. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, yo, I'm in D.C. now. I moved up. Oh. Oh, All right. oh what you mean you moved up? I wow. moved up. Up the street, nigga. I just oh. moved up the street. Y'all try to make my city mad, yo. No, I moved up the street, yo. You got a party in Baltimore this weekend for your birthday, I right? do, y'all. Come in with y'all doing. Where is it? Where, where don't is do it? nothing on Sundays, Envy, and neither do you, Charlemagne. <laughs> well, Charlemagne's <laughs> never going out. He never comes a, outside. Oh, my God. Is it a day party? Is it early? It's a day party, okay. and it's, it's where the white people be at. It's, you're not going to get shot. It's not near the projects. It's not none of that, yo. It's 1425 Ellicina Street. It's Harbor East, and it's from 3 to 8 p.m. And it's open to the public? Anybody can come? Mm, no, not anybody can oh, come. Oh, you just gave no, that? No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But no, that don't mean you're going to come when you, you show up. Got you. That sweet. don't mean you're going to get in when you show up. You got to buy a table. So you got to get tickets from? Yeah, you got to get tables. Um, you need to go on my website, and the link is in my bio to get tickets. You can get tables, tickets, whatever. What's the website? JessHilariousOfficial.com Okay And then also Friday I have shows in Raleigh, North Carolina Friday and Saturday I'll be at Good Nights Comedy Club We got four shows in two days One show at 7.30 The other one at 9.30 That's on Friday And then we got the same for Saturday I will do meet and greet That's not included in the ticket price Y'all make sure you get your tickets Raleigh, North Carolina For Good Nights this weekend Friday and Saturday and Jess said she don't want no light-skinned women uh, yo, hold at on. her so meet and greet. Not. She want nothing but dark-skinned women at her meet and greet. Hey, yo, hey, yo. <laughs> on Sunday, listen, look, CIAA is in Baltimore this, this, this weekend. So usually it's in Charlotte. I don't know why they put it in Baltimore, they but they it, gave yeah. it to us. They gave it to us. So we good for something. Don't play with me, Charlemagne. They changed so it. my we, birthday celebration is during CIAA. Oh, that's weekend. dope. We used to do a day party uh, when CIAA, they, when they yep. CIAA weekend in Charlotte. We used to yeah. do a day party. It, Carolinas, it yeah. used to be so lit when it was in Charlotte. It's not mm-hmm. as lit in Baltimore. Let's see. Yo, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying I'm, you'll see not, if you come Sunday, you'll see how okay. lit it is. All right. All right. Three to eight. Okay. I'm saying. <laughs> Well, you got a positive note for the people? Yes, the positive note is simple, man. Uh, I just want to tell everybody out there, communicate, all right? Even if it's uncomfortable. One of the best ways to heal is simply getting everything out. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.